The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey guys, Page Seven and Wizard and the Bruiser are going on tour. Yes, the release the butthole cut tour. Holden, where are we going? That's right. Starting in June, we are going to Portland, Oregon, Tacoma, Washington, Oklahoma City, Kansas City, and St. Louis, Missouri. Where can we get tickets, MJ? For tickets, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. What's that? One more time? That's lastpodcastnetwork.com. Yeah. Noise. doesn't matter as much as Lizzo's tribute to Tina Turner. Uh, well, I just want to sing I'm your private dancer. Dancer for money. Do what you want me to do. I'm your private dancer. A dancer for money. Any old music will do. I just want to be you, Tina. I love you, Tina. It's beautiful. R.I.P. That Lizzo tribute, man, I have not enjoyed an internet clip that much in quite a while. Wow. That was so fucking good. Please look up Lizzo's tribute to Tina Turner, and it just makes me want to, like, dance. That clip made me, I was like, put me on a stage, I'm ready to dance! I just wanted to, oh! But how daunting! Like, can you imagine being like, okay, I know I'm Lizzo, but can I do, can I do this? Mm. Can I do Tina Turner like tonight? Like I just was thinking about the creative process of making that choice, you know, and being like, I think people will like this. I think I can do it, but it must've just been so, I mean, imagine. Seems seems like something she didn't have to like memorize the lyrics for at least. Seems like she had it in the pocket a little bit. Yeah. Which is I mean, you don't know the lyrics to Proud Mary. Come on. Sure, but to have that mastery. Proud Mary, sad Mary, (laughs) likes her life. She's glad. Look at Mary flying through yep. the air. Great Tina Mary Turner. in the sky with diamonds. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Mary in the sky he with is, diamonds. Oh, my God. Wow. The piano man has resurfaced. <laughs> right. Did you just feel it I, in your yeah, bones? Yeah, of course. We all know the lyrics of Proud Mary. Of course. Yeah. Proud of that, Mary. <laughs> Hand me a glass of sherry. This is coming from the man who was too busy while, we, while MJ and I were trying to talk about oh. succession. I mean, you said we were going to talk about the boy. Holden was too busy watching this video of a child jumping, uh, excuse me, a teenager jumping off of a cruise boat, Uh, and he's never been seen again. And Holden keeps losing himself watching this video over and over and over again. It was off of a dare. Can you imagine? Just be like, dare you to kill yourself? Unbelievable! Well, he jumped off the cruise boat. And this is why teens need to be kept in a soft room. Yes, until they turn twenty-five. Uh, you can't put them near edges. Their brains aren't done being developed. So they think everything's not real or whatever it is. It's a nightmare. But anyways, and yeah. Holden is Holden's like 
Jackie and I are like, have you seen the the season finale of Succession? And Holden's like, <laughs> sorry, busy I didn't watching hear you. I needed boy. to watch it again with, with sound. sound. And we're like, what? <laughs> Why would you do you that? I didn't want to frighten my wife. I didn't want to frighten my wife by hearing such harrowing noises in the bath. It's all the time I'm in the bathroom, and she's like, "What the fuck was that?" And I was just like, "Just a guy being attacked." It's my private bathroom time, but you know, so sound off usually for those sorts of uh, situations. I don't want to thoughtful of you. I don't want to emotionally films on silence. <laughs> my snuff films. So I wanted to hear with sound, and it was actually a lot sadder with sound because the kids didn't realize how serious yeah. the situation was, and they were like joking about it and stuff so it was really listen, sad listen I know that stay off reddit is advice from like 10 years ago and no like that's all, not always true reddit has a lot of good things going on but in this case you're gonna wanna stay off the part of reddit where they share films like this yes it was on the front page twice which is always good because then you have two different comment sections to really comb through so I really <laughs> learned a lot about how dangerous it is to jump off of a giant boat. It is so bad to do at night. It is so insane. It's hard during the day. It's hard to be spotted. Yeah. Jumping off a boat. Don't jump at off night? a cruise boat. Don't jump off a cruise oh. boat. Don't. Uh, people painting very visceral pictures of like what that kid was going through okay. like in the water. Well, the long story short is that Holden <laughs> has not seen the succession finale. So who's the, what's the real Who tragedy won? here? You know? Who won? Did, uh, B- but B- I heard Barry comes in at the end and he's like, hey, Everybody, hey, I'm killing yeah, you there was all. the crossover that every Sunday night watcher of Max has been screaming for. Don't even get oh, me started on the fact Max, that. Jackie. Oh, yeah, I'm calling yeah, it. I'm not yeah. calling it Max. Every I time you say Max, I don't care what Jason Doesn't Momoa. Piss you off every Jason Momoa can't time. change my mind. Okay, I have that exact same reaction, Jackie. Every time I'm about to say it, now I'm like, oh yeah, it's on. Max. Max. <laughs> <laughs> it's so obnoxious. What an obnoxious name change. I think maybe the most obnoxious name change I've seen besides when Sci-Fi changed it, yes. their name to like yes, <laughs> I, whatever, I, whatever that was. Although I, 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 I am enjoying how many people <laughs> tweeted at Peacock trying to get Peacock to drop the front of their name. Yeah, that's kind of fun. We got it. So just call it Cock. They did speak out and say that they weren't going to do that. But I don't know why Max. Like I feel personally attacked by Max. Yes, it's the stupidest possible outcome. Why would you take the only good thing about your network, which is the fact that it's HBO? And take that out. Yeah, it's just and remove truly that. Truly, like it's it feels like the ultimate dead end of the <laughs> you know streaming what it is? bubble. You it know? reminds me of in college we had a friend who tried to uh, give himself a nickname, and we were like, "That's not how nicknames work, bro. You're not fucking yeah. Viper X. You'll never be yeah, Viper X. You're fucking Nick." All right. And that's what it's going to be from now on. Or a more embarrassing nickname based off of something dumb you do at a party. Like, jump off a cruise ship on a dare. <laughs> Don't jump off what the are we cruise doing here? ship. I had a friend in oh. college who tried to give himself the nickname Dangerous D. <laughs> and so he would, his name was Daniel. And he would answer the phone, This is Dangerous D. And then inevitably he'd be like, This is Daniel. Because no one knew <laughs> what no he was talking knew. about. Did anybody have welcomed or unwelcomed nicknames that we're not aware of? Mine, I, I've always talked about talked about it on Roundtable, I would, because I hate, I was so hungry by lunchtime in school, in high school, 
uh, and my class was right close to the cafeteria. If I like bolted out of the class and like went straight to the cafeteria as soon as lunch was done, uh, as soon as my cl- math class was done, I would get to right in the front of the line. I wouldn't have to wait in a huge line. But if I waited just a little bit, there'd be like this huge line waiting for me when I got there. So I started kind of making a practice of kind of bolting. To, you yeah, I get. I, you see where this is going? Exactly. So you see exactly where this is like going? Exactly like holding at the airport. <laughs> yes. though. It's like, and it's like, Pretty it's like your, da- it's like everyone's dad when they want to leave. The baseball game in the seventh inning, you know, they're like, we got to get ahead yeah. of the game. Yeah. Well, yeah, the game's just getting interesting. <laughs> oh, my dad used to do that all the time. Like, let's get out. But I hated sports. So I was like, yes. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> that that's almost as insane as people leaving an intermission. Like I don't even care how much you're like not enjoying the show. Like you paid for the whole watch the, the whole show. show anyways. But wait, what was your nickname? Like Honey Bun or something? Was it based on the snack that you get? Unfortunately for me, in my math class, there were a bunch of jocks that I hated. That was like the worst kids of the school were in that room, and they thought it was such a crazy thing that I would do that. And it was kind of like in hindsight, I was like, yeah, it's kind of opened myself you're up really a little bit. Kind of, I did something at all. As someone that used to be a bully, you are that is that's prime target area. Like that's just. But the nickname, the reason, you know what? It wasn't the fact that they were coming at me for that because you're right, a little, a little deserved, right? But it was the nickname was so stupid, and they were so stupid that the nickname made me mad because it was so dumb. They nicknamed me Smokey Joe, <laughs> and it, it didn't make sense. I was like, Smokey Joe, I guess that's me running. Can you not come up with a smarter, meaner nickname than that? Smokey Joe, it was so stupid. And that was the problem with them. They, it was like, they thought they were so fun and cool being bullies. And I was like, no, no, no I'm not annoyed that you're bullying me right now. I mean, Annoyed that your nickname is so idiotic that you make me dumber. You're making me stupider right now in this math class because that nickname know, makes man. no I sense. I think I got to side with the bullies here. A good but nickname it just doesn't, doesn't make have sense. To make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to. It's I was just like, not Smokey Joe. I just like to get my prize quicker. And then I would go all get my. All it has to do is make you upset. Which I, it, it did. did. It so made me so upset. And that's very successful. I hated them so much. I hated them so much. They were so dumb and so annoying. I just want you to know the restraint that I have. I want you to be proud of me for a moment. <laughs> The fact that I'm not going to continue calling you Smokey Joe for a while. I know, and I know I'm opening myself up for everyone it's to call really me Smokey difficult. Joe, and I'll laugh at it at this point. No, it's okay. You can call me Smokey Joe because I have to own it now in adulthood, right? I can't like continue to be upset about Although, it. Although, I, mean, you know I mean, if you called me like, if you called me like Dead Cruise Kid no, or something, maybe I'd get upset. I'll never call you. You know what I mean? That would bum me out a little bit. Like I'm like, I'm not dead. I just I'm alive. can't believe you needed to hear it with sound to like hear his screams. <laughs> that is the worst part. Screaming? That's what you needed to hear. No, it wasn't. You didn't hear him screaming. You heard the. I other... don't. Don't stop. I don't want to hear what the other kids said. I don't want to know anything right, more right. about this video. And I want to say, I feel like I'm almost already making too much light. It's very sad. Yeah, it's very He's tragic. Very I cannot, upset, I, and you're just upset. <laughs> Mind-blowingly upsetting, and I'm laughing about it to process it, or I'm like making a slight jest of it to process it because it's so upsetting. But uh, anyways, so don't know none of the clicking and the clacking that I hear in the distance. Oh, the drum! It's like the sounds of the drums in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh my God, you're just like Legolas. They you can hear it on the wind, the Holden. Yeah, you're not Legolas at all. Don't cross my <laughs> wires, all right? All right, anyways, uh, what are we saying here? What happened? Well, I'm just surprised. 
about a lot of things. And one of those things is <laughs> what is really crazy about Tina Turner is that she's referred to as a Swiss musician. When she passed, um, like my the notification came up on my phone and said, Tina Turner, a Swiss musician, and then continued on. And I was just like, Whoa. And I forgot the whole part about Tina Turner, about how she moved to Switzerland and gave up her U.S. citizenship a while ago. And then I went down like a worm time of, wait, why is this? Why is this happening? When I knew that this happened, but I wasn't exactly sure why. And I just didn't know if anyone else was curious. And it really was just because. She fell in love with a man that lived in Switzerland, so she moved to Switzerland. And was bigger and, you know, the classic and American huge story. huge in Europe. Huge in Europe. So, you know, over there with David Hasselhoff. I'm glad you did because I, that article you sang is I was like the first one and then after that was the Switzerland one. The one detail was like, oh, she died in Switzerland. She like lived there. So that was really interesting. I also think that man gave her a kidney. Um, and I was reading this really, I was listening to a podcast where they were reading this really beautiful piece about her. And they made this statement that I thought was so touching of like, after all these years of abu- of another man abusing her, she it all came back around and a man hurt himself uh, to to save her. Wow. You know? And I thought that was like an incredible, like powerful statement, you know, about Damn. her life. Wow, because she had hypertension and which can cause kidney disease. Yeah. And so he gave her a kidney in 2017. Wow. That is nice. Yeah, by the way, a big advocate over here uh, for blood pressure medication. She said she didn't take care of her high blood pressure issues, and that's what caused all we of this. We here at page so, seven take care of our high <laughs> blood, blood pressure. pressure. Yes, the get it checked to make sure you get on medication. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, man. Henry- you all knew this starting in roundtable. <laughs> we all knew everyone has oh, hypertension yeah, for here, sure. okay? Henry and I both got on blood pressure medication at the same time. My sweating issue went away, and he's sleeping way better. Like it, it will change your life in ways that you might not realize. You know what I mean? It's not just about the blood pressure. If you have maybe you're like pissing out of your ass, or you happens, have though. you know sharp knees or something, it might get fixed with the blood pressure medication. You know what I mean? The body uh, keeps the score. The body, I don't know. Does the body keep the score. finds a way. There you go. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's appropriate for that. What I just said, but you know, regardless, <laughs> it keeps score. And I'm right now. I'm losing three zero. So we'll see what happens. I'll get. get but not blood pressure wise, so <laughs> very good on me. <laughs> but uh, Tina Turner, rest in peace, beloved, great queen of rock and roll, and uh, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been it's been really touching and really fascinating to read about reread about her career because she hasn't been in the spotlight recently. So you kind of forget how fucking huge of a deal she yeah. was, yes. especially during our childhoods. You know, What's Love Got to Do With It? That um, movie was a, such a huge deal. And like her whole story was just like the big it was the it was like a Britney Spears or whatever of that era. Right. Where um, there was just these like really powerful things happening in the background that yeah. kind of came to light, and we all had to like confront whatever the American general ideal was when it came to stuff like with domestic abuse and stuff like that. So yeah, that was kind of interesting. So everybody used to just beat their wives. It's crazy. I feel like when a musician <laughs> dies, it is not. It's not fun that they die, but it is fun to go back. Like I remember when Olivia Newton John died. I was just like, I'm going to now listen to the Olivia Newton John catalog, and it is like kind of. It's a. It's a nice like little marker of 
of you know someone's life to be like all right now every it's going to be a little little early launch into the start of summer with everyone listening to tina turner you know yeah dude the ultimate example is of course when michael jackson died and that was just a summer the entire summer was michael jackson that was crazy yes. i was talking about i was in the streets of brooklyn when it happened so it was just insane like yeah. every car was blasting michael jackson that was truly an incredible moment but i feel like the ubiquitous tina turner music for the start of summer is a great start oh totally. yeah and also do yourself a favor if you've never watched Tina Turner live, like live clips, look up. Geez, there's so many clips on YouTube, like especially like from back in like like the early 70s, like late 60s to there's such amazing footage of her because what in a, like it's the, her performances. You're just left mouth agape as you stare at her. She's just a spitfire on the stage. Like she just has such insane energy. You can't take your eyes off of her. I love Tina Turner. R.I.P. R.I.P. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Packages by Expedia. You were made to be rechargeable. We were made to package flights, hotels, and hammocks for less. Expedia. Made to travel. But not R.I.P.P. We're Because... <laughs> what? Wait, wait, rest in piss? The second P is for piss. Yeah. What? I was trying to open up an article that wasn't opening up, and then I was trying to get rid of the online ad, and my brain just said R.I.P.P. Talking about piss for some reason. But um, no, it was also because of Pedro Pascal, uh, and that is the transition that I was Rest story. in Pedro Pascal. Rest yeah, Pedro rest in Pedro Pascal. Pascal. Right. You'd like to rest in That's Pedro Pascal. That's what we say here on from now on. Yeah. Rest in Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. If only you could be held by him for one moment, you'd probably stay alive a little longer. Oh my God, I'll rest in his arms anywhere he wants me to be. I'll rest on him. But not I'll plank on him. I'm all gunk all up in there from other men's thumbs. Uh, yes, I'm bringing up the fact that Pedro Pascal brought up, so we, this is not a spoiler at this point because it's been years. They're talking about his Game of Thrones character's death. And it is one of the most, I think it is like the the iconic death from Game of Thrones. And if you are not familiar with it, um, I guess I would say look it up, but maybe don't look it up. Essentially, through your eyeballs, if you press hard enough, your head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Jack, let's back that up. Let's just back up the truck. Uh, beep, beep, beep. I, think, I think what happens is if a man bigger than the moon with muscles larger than your house, average house cat is uh, is attacking you in that way, yes, the force of his 
the sheer nature of his hands would rip you apart. I think um, other than that, I think just the thumb goes all the way in. And I guess (laughs) fans wanted to reenact this in photo ops with him. And he was game because he was, you know, in that early phase where it's very exciting to have a bunch of fans wanting to stick their thumbs in your eyes. (laughs) I would never trust. uh, But anyways, he got some kind of eye disease from it. We don't even know. He got an eye infection from how dirty people's hands were when they would shove them in his eyes. But what is going on here? That is the most, I would never, I wouldn't let you do that to me, Jackie. I don't understand why uh, anyone would let a stranger do it. I wouldn't even let like Lexi do that to me. That is so scary to place thumbs on eyeballs like that. It's such a a scary gesture. I mean, people, when we meet, People at our VIP after our shows, people are like, is it okay if we hug? You know, like I had one person, I was wearing, I usually wear a mask during VIP meetings and what I had one person be like, would you like me to put a mask on? So like the idea of like somebody just going up to Pedro Pascal being like, yeah, thumb directly into the eye. It's, it's a, just oh. like, it's a pre-COVID situation for yeah. sure. And just fans, I don't, I, uh, fun into, I <laughs> don't understand. So I turn into that bit from Wayne's World where he's, <laughs> the guy has the lazy eye and he keeps mentioning eyeballs. But anyways, eyeballs. Pedro Pascal, what is going on, bro? This is not healthy behavior. Lock him up. Lock him up. Wow. Lock him up. Lock That's up Pedro that. Pascal. Lock him in a Why? cage inside of Jackie's basement so she can have fun nighttime games. She can no, R-I-P-P. I want him to want to be there. No, I want him to yeah, want to be there. Yeah, you're going to piss on his knees and piss on his feet because I know that's I what you get your to. jollies. Yeah, you do. You like to pee on guys' legs <laughs> and everybody no. knows it. <laughs> No, that's not I true. Like, I know we've been real, real wacky these days on the show, but I feel like this is the most unhinged. It's, it's your fault, weird It's you and your so weird Reddit energy. Bring up the boy. Yes. I'm so sorry. It you is brought like, your Reddit energy into page seven. I don't seven. want to know what's going on on that website. <laughs> that is my New Year's resolution. Don't tell me what's Never, happening on Reddit. ever take someone on a dare. Never be allow yourself to be dared. That is the first lesson I'm going to teach Winnie. That is just never okay. Okay, it is truth or truth. You always pick truth. You I know will what I say mean? that uh, unbelievable. If you, if you are uninitiated to um, hot ones, um, Pedro Pascal is a great place to start because watching him just eat increasingly spicy oh. hot wings is very good. Also, the Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza one and the Tom Holland one, very good. I was I don't know how I it took me so long to get into hot ones, but it's just like if you do like celebrity interviews, it is the absolute best. Best case scenario where they just get to increasingly start weeping throughout the interview and eating right. spicier and spicier wings. And the Pedro Pascal one is excellent, which is where he, at least in part, where he shares this thing about the eye infection. Oh. You know, may we all get so famous that we can like tell these disgusting stories. If he wasn't Pedro Pascal and someone told the story, you'd be like, that's what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, because he's Pedro Pascal, it's like charming that he. Just let strangers put their thumbs in his eyes over and over. I just can't. I would never. That's such a vulnerable. That's like that or like someone putting their hands around your neck are two things that I just would never <laughs> allow someone to do. Even in, only in like a movie or something like that. You know what I mean? And I got to hurt them afterwards somehow. I got to like punch them in their genitals or something. I wonder why they back. don't ask you to be on movies, Holden. <laughs> I'm so surprised. The, gen- the genital clause is in the contract. I don't care. All right. I'll get naked. I'll get. Re- you know what I mean? It sounds like you have claws on your genitals, which is very, <laughs> very scary. 
scary. It's a real bear down there. But <laughs> the genital claws is the fourth <laughs> Santa Claus movie. No, <laughs> the genital claws. The claws. But yeah, I like doing claws. silly stuff for photo ops of the VIP. By the way, don't get me wrong, but nay, nay to the thumb in the eye. All right, no thumb in the eye, and Take one note. of course. What VIP are we talking about? Yes, we are talking about the release, the butthole cut tour. Get your tickets. Lastpodcastnetwork.com. Yes, dude. We've got June, July, September, October dates. We just added Pittsburgh in October. We're all over the place, man. Let's get, let's, let meet us out, dude. We'll fucking hang out. We'll party. Let's get loud. Yeah, we'll get loud. Yeah, man. We'll stay with your house, sleep in your mom's room. I'll sleep with your mom. I'll do it. <laughs> I don't care. It's going to be just like jackass. We're going to bring our own porta potties yeah. and we're going to, and Holden's going to have his dick out. We're going to paint it like it's, uh, like it's Godzilla. Well, and... you might get cut by the claws attached. Ah! Well, there's, there's one place where there are no genital claws, and that is in the Barbie movie, because uh, they don't have genitals at all. Team Barbie over Team Oppenheimer, which has been a hilarious, weird internet th- war uh, where we're now we're competing. Such an, it's such an insane war that like I feel like, I mean, obviously we're a Barbie here on <laughs> yeah, this. I'm so here. much more into seeing the Barbie movie than Oppenheimer. It's not even a joke. It's not even close. I'm so much more excited about it. I am stunned by how much I love the Barbie trailer. I was not expecting to just absolutely love everything about it. I watched it several times and I'm extremely excited. I was completely indifferent. I was, of course, enjoying the the you know the shots of the costumes and uh-huh. any time I got to look at Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie honestly it was everything that was coming out I was like this looks fun but obviously nobody really knew what exactly it was going to be about and then when I watched the trailer I was just like Am I extremely moved by this? <laughs> like, right? I really, yeah, it's like really exciting. And that new Dua Lipa song is so good. So banging. It is just like everything about this trailer yeah. is delightful. And then you just like, and then you're forced to watch the Oppenheimer trailer before every single movie right now. And I just keep seeing this trailer and I'm just like, I mean, I guess I'll see it. Like, I feel like it's like, Power of the slog. Like I, I know I will watch it, right? But I do kind of have to force myself to watch it, right? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a real shame where we're at these days, where we just want to be blissfully entertained instead of having to be drug through the mud of history. Well, yeah, when we're living in the heydays of ultimatum queer love, of oh, course that's all we want. I'm releasing the gates. You're allowed to talk about Ultimatum Queer Love. Oh, I put the kibosh on talking about it before we started recording. I was like, no, we're all talking about it on the episode. Yes, we needed to save it because, of course, we're not going to talk about the Succession season finale because, as we learned from Holden, he hasn't seen it yet. But we are going to talk about Ultimatum Queer Love. Now, I had never seen the the original Ultimatum, um, but obviously I get the the idea. It's It's a complete batshit premise. It's bad. Do you want to explain, MJ, the basic <laughs> premise of the ultimatum? I, I, and I'm going to, I, I want to say this with, with hoping that it doesn't like hit too close to home for anyone, but I'm going to say, in general, if you find yourself in the situation that all these couples find themselves in, which is one person in the couple has given an ultimatum, either marry me or the relationship is over. Yikes. It is, of course, a very familiar situation. I think sure. I, I don't think I know anyone who hasn't had at least this happen to someone in their friend group. Yeah. Uh, especially as you get into the late 20s and early 30s and people start to feel all the pressures and everything. But if you find yourself in the situation, it might 
not be great for the, it might mean your relationship should not go towards the stay in the relationship. It's generally, I think, not usually a good sign, but of course that's why it makes a fantastic show. So, Oh God, it makes a fantastic show. Each couple comes and they're in this exact situation. And then this time they're all lesbians. Yeah, so I think the way it's all, the way in which it's all lesbians, it's so fun is the part where they're just immediately done with the person they were with before, and they're just immediately in love with the person that they have have decided to shack up with. For a lot of them are just like, all right, so um, uh, I'm going ahead and rewriting my will and putting you in it. Uh, and we've got, you know, the whole moving truck jokes, you know, I could make them all day, but it is just so funny how quick... Everyone is to just be married to each other uh, after being so in love. I bet it's fun to watch with somebody who mostly dated women, you know, because she I'm sure she has a fun That's perspective. Thing. And then Lexi's like, I'm reliving so much trauma. <laughs> Lexi keeps saying it's it so is, it's funny. triggering in multiple ways. <laughs> I, I, I've just been sitting watching it by myself and I can't talk to anyone about my experiences or how much I'm just like, ah, ah, because of just people that remind me of people that I've dated before and things like that where I'm just like get out, get out demon I want to like exercise my demons what's, what's, while I watch this because you have much more insight than me obviously and so does Lexi of course so what what is popping out to you Besides, like, the very obvious observation I just made. Well, I mean, I know what's popping out to me is that I'm in love with Lexi and Mal. Oh, my Mal. God. I'm Ooh. beyond in love with Lexi both of them. I want them both. so hot. Obviously, I'm in also in love with Lexi, which is hilarious because her name is Lexi. She is... Wait, which one's Lexi? I only watched the first episode. The, bu- the, the blonde, blonde bombshell. I, I mean, it's the best... The booby one? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the best oh, okay. since the word. She is a giant, and that is so hot. <laughs> Ooh. She's so hot. I just love how everyone Ooh. is immediately the first. Like it is actually really, really fun. As like a, I, I am uh, such a consumer of straight reality shows that to see the exact same stupid formula everything about all of the stupidness of heterosexuality and stupidness yes. of heterosexual reality shows and put like queer people in the same completely stupid formula stupid. is really fun because it's like we're gonna we're, we're making you all break up and we're gonna put you all in bikinis in a pool and you all have to flirt but instead of like any I mean this is so such an unoriginal thought but it's just like none of the like shitty unsafe or just if whether, unsafe at worst or annoying at best things that come with like you know masculinity like None of that, and it's like just a bunch of women, but they're also really horny, and they all love women, and so they're like, Lexi's walking around with her giant bazongas, and everyone's just like, look wow. at her boobs. But it's goggle, like, goggle, goggle, goggle. It's just like so much, I don't know, the vibe. So it's like the same stupidity and horniness as a straight reality show, but the vibe is just like, I don't know, it just feels like a lot less like, gross a lot less menacing a lot more respectful and again this these are i know i'm saying like very basic thoughts about like what if there were no men and only women obviously women right. can be shitty to each other too same with my like uh, very fast to commit right the stereotype uh, but but it it's, it's so true in the show <laughs> in the show it's so true in it the is show. very funny to see to see these like extremely hot queer people just and and I will say my favorite thing about it is similarly just to the stupid uh you know situations that they're putting them in and stuff it's also thank god 
um, like just as like they're editing it and and you know scoring it and everything, it's just as like sexy. So we're we're also seeing them like go back to the room with each other and make out with each other, just like we do with straight uh, with yeah. on straight reality shows. And I say that as noteworthy only because for so many years now. It's been fine to show queer people on shows, but like you don't really get to see them being like horny and having sex with each other. You know, the mm-hmm. whole modern family phenomenon where like that the, the gay couple never kisses, you know, right. and like never has any like reference to their sex life the way that the straight couples do. And and that, you know, is now uh, well over a decade now. But but to to see I, I still in 2023, I was surprised to be like, oh, yeah, they're going home together. Ooh, we're going to get to see them make out with each other. Yeah, like I was I, actually it felt spicy. surprising. I, you you know? know, it's funny is I feel like I went through this already, which is why it's not as mind blowing to me because of Are You the One, uh, the sex right. season eight or whatever, the sex of those seasons, which is like my favorite, one of my favorite seasons of reality of all time ever. And, I, and that an was a big part season. of it. It was such a refreshing like take to be like yeah and then they're hooking up and it's hot as shit but then they were also like all singles so they were like having threesomes and stuff in ways that like you didn't get within the normal straight seasons and it was like really hot but uh anyways i uh i love these lesbians (laughs) 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 i just do though I haven't watched succession i can't believe i've completely caught up in ultimatum for your love i can't get it. Hold on, don't look at the internet. The internet is all spoilers right. for succession. That's right. the thing. It is all That's spoilers. That's the thing. You gotta get in under the wire. I like And you I, know what I, I have to say about that? Thank God. I hate the internet. <laughs> yes. So Stay I'm away so from not to look at it. To get a break. I was like, on Sunday night, I was like, I have to watch, I have to stay up. Like, I need to like do some exercise or something, get my brain awake because I will not find out what happens at the end of Succession on Twitter. And so I was able to watch it all on Sunday night. So please, no one talk to Holden until he has seen the ending of Succession. I heard I heard there's talking money. It's just like, hey, it was God, really cute. You're real crazy about me, aren't you? I'm just crazy about money and money, right? That's, that's like that song. It's Henry's. It's Henry, too. I heard he voices it. Like he voices, uh, can we say he did the voice on Barbarian? Is that okay? I think so, yeah. Yeah, man, I can't believe he didn't tell us about that. We didn't even talk about that, no. did we? That he's a, a prominent voice. I'll just say vaguely, he's a prominent voice in the movie Barbarian, which we all saw and were obsessed with, and he just like didn't tell us, and then flippantly told us like months after the fact. We were like, "What? Why didn't you tell I us that? To have known that going in, that would have like made it even better." And you didn't recognize his voice when you watched it. Well, no, it's probably it probably has a bunch of effects yeah, on it and stuff. Yeah. I don't even know. It's a crazy voice. Let's just say. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do also like just in yet. with uh, Ultimatum Queer Love real quick. Um, we do have some insider information and hopefully we will get more on it and uh apparently vanessa is just as crazy as you would assume that she is vanessa's the the clear villain i almost said queer villain but she's also that the clear villain of ultimatum so aggressively so and i'm wondering if this is also like a queer love thing that we don't get as much with the straight people the straight people seem to be a little more dance around it and wait until like the reunion to throw the shit around ultimatum they're just maybe it's just this particular cast they're just immediately like you're a bitch (laughs) (laughs) like not like necessarily you're a bitch like no one's saying that but everyone's to me like vanessa you're really fucking doing some questionable shit and i don't like like and like it's just everybody's weighing in in a way and the way that she i almost respect it the way that she like 
deals with that and navigates like really hostile situations with like the entire cast is kind of impressive because it's like, man, they just call her shit out immediately in a way. Is that this is where I have to put my like, I'm an idiot cis man cap on. Is that a lesbian thing, Jackie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it is. I think it's, I think she's there's just There's a lot crazy. clear communication. Yeah, for sure. But there's a lot clear communication from the get-go but yes, about because, her not being cool. Yes, and I, well, and also it really just depends on uh, what your type is. And I would say I went for people that maybe didn't communicate as well. But <laughs> um, that's fine. <laughs> I would say I always hoped it would be like that. I was really impressed at that. Like the way that, that people on the cast are confronting her, you don't usually see until the reunion episode, right? Interesting. And they're doing it in episode two. I mean, I'll but you could have like, entire wow. dissertations about this, about how do people communicate in like a mostly, you know, same gender space as yes. opposed to communicating about, uh, even about love and competition in a mixed gender space, you know? I like, think that's what I'm getting at because I'm so afraid of saying anything like not okay, whatever, because I'm talking about something I've, very is like foreign. Follow and your not, instincts. It, I think very, you're, you're, you're asking questions. <laughs> you're asking questions. It's good. It's yeah. been great though to watch it with Lexi and get that get these bits of perspective. You Her know what I mean? Because it is yeah. it is really nice to have. So if you're a, a idiot cis straight white guy like me. Um, call you know, just try to like I don't know, trick a lesbian into watching it with you, and then uh, you <laughs> can ask them questions. Lesbian, <laughs> but wait, I have a question. Why are Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey the hosts of the Straight Ultimatum, and they just got some rando? Who, who no is one knows. The, no, I know who that is. I've I've seen her before. She's uh. She's hot. She's an actress. She's just some uh, hot Joanna lady. Joanna Garcia Swisher. And they start, the, and the, the very first question that they all ask of her is, are you queer? And she's like, no. no. Sorry. Yeah, and I, <laughs> it's like I don't such know a weird why. moment. Yeah. Like, if you're not going to have a queer person do it, why not have Nick and Vanessa Lachey do it? You know what I mean? Like, it would make sense to be like, you know what? Let's not have Nick and Vanessa Lachey. Let's have like a famous queer couple do it. Right. Uh, you know, and that instead they're just like, let's get some budget straight lady to do it. <laughs> I have, I'm budget not actually complaining. Lady. It's just such a strange choice. Budget straight lady. <laughs> I just thought that immediately they were all like, are you queer? And she literally says, no, I'm no. sorry. That's funny. Also, it's I lo- like- I kind of low-key love that she said, I'm sorry, as if, because like, I know you all want to have sex with me, but you can't, lesbians. (laughs) (laughs) She was on Reba, thank you very much, uh, MJ. The show Reba that everybody remembers, starring Reba McIntyre. Yeah, absolutely. And that qualifies her to to host the ultimatum queer love. Wow. She was also, she starred in the film Revenge of the Bridesmaids. We know know two things about her. Yeah, she's not gay. Again, she starred in the romantic comedy Revenge of the Bridesmaids, which came out in 2010. She she was leading role in that, okay? So let's let's take it easy on the bars. Oh, she's married to a baseball player. Uh, (laughs) I'd like to play. In case you were wondering. I'd like to play with her balls, if you know (laughs) what I mean. What? I I don't think I'm do you know what you I don't mean? I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm I'm queer love. Well, I was joking. I mean, I, all my TV right now is gay besides Succession, which clearly I'm not watching. It's it is literally queer eye, the new queer eye, which I'm enjoying quite a lot. This and Drag Race All Star Season Eight. It is just the gay. We just gay it up at night, and it's so fun. Um, but regardless, I uh, can't wait to watch these 
more of these fucking lesbians. I just, I can't <laughs> wait to watch them fall in love with each other. I can't wait to watch all the big meetups that they force them to do with each other. I, there's just, they create such drama in this show, like the editing and the way that they do these shows. But it already is so rife for Here, drama. Here's a great example. I can't here's pull a great my example. face away one from it. One massive argument was that one of the people in the couple, uh, one of the people in the couple was upset that the other one wasn't being nice enough to her dog. Yes. <laughs> and that was like a huge point. It's like, you need to be nicer to my dog. You need to be more uh, devoted to my dog. It wasn't that they weren't being nice to the dog, by the way. They weren't, or they weren't being mean to the dog. They just weren't showing enough, enough dedication yes. to but the dog. But also, did... did- Tiff not talk about how much, like, right? It's Tiff, it's Tiff, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, that not talk about how much they need their dog in their like presence in life. Like the entire yeah. week you were talking to this person. Yeah. Did you not get across the fact that like your dog is a huge part of your life? You probably should have, or did you just assume that everyone loves dogs? Because not everyone loves dogs. It is Tiff, and I did miss say I think her and it's they them for Tiff for sure. Uh, yes. Yeah, but yeah, uh, but it I, is, but it is Tiff, right? That that was yeah. Tiff's. Well, dog, yes. but how long are they dating? They keep talking about all these dates they went on, but isn't the, it? How long does it really take before they? pair up it's like a week right well it's, so it's a week that's it's a so week. lesbian about this it's like we've got on all these dates it's like you guys have known each other for one week and you're acting like but you've also been... you talk so much you talk to each other so much that you feel like you get to know each other faster like it really is kind of crazy yeah it's fucking wild the legends are true overwhelming power the sauce of destiny yes the most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Anyways, MJ, we're wrapping up the, uh, uh, as we wrap up the uh, Ultimatum Queer Love. Any any more comments, uh, any thoughts, any uh, takeaways? I mean, it's really just like a, a, a net win for everyone. You know, I think sometimes people talk about representation, like you just do it because you're like supposed to. And it's just a uh, it's just a more interesting reality experience to have something besides heterosexuality. You know, I just feel like it's a win win. Doesn't matter who you like to kiss. You will enjoy watching this because it is just, a, you know, it's just oh, a different yeah. it's a different dynamic than a, a, a straight experience. Well, it's way more interesting. It's just switch it up. Right. I'm so tired of the argument about, you know, when people are like, oh, you're just doing this to have like, a, oh, we well, a lady superhero guy. You're pandering. It's like, no, I'm just sick of seeing stories of the same bro dude as the superhero. It's like interesting to see maybe a different culture or sexuality or whatever and especially for dating shows like god we've seen the same fucking archetypes of straight people over and over again and they kind of also exist in in like the queer version but they don't but it's different but it's also a little different and that's fucking fascinating yeah totally to, sure. and to, to, to see you know yeah community is kind of like shorthand for you know the things that come up on first dates and stuff it's really I am extremely excited I think my husband is a bit fatigued of all the reality so we Gideon and, well 
<laughs> well, Gideon, <laughs> you're in for a real treat because there's not one but two strikes potentially on the horizon, and that means there will be nothing but reality, reality for a good while. <laughs> Get your Andors in now because that ain't going to be around for quite a bit, I, uh, me thinks. You know, we can either watch Perry Mason and he can hear me talk about how much I want to bang Matthew Reese, <laughs> or we can watch Ultimate <laughs> Queer Love and he can hear me talk about how much I want to bang Mal. You know, those are the two choices. Oh my God, Mal. Good Lord. Mal. Good lord. So hot. And the way Mal like supports Lexi's just whole just whole being, vibe. Just oh my so god. Like, Good lord. The way Mal just like appreci not not supports, appreciates Lexi in this way. You're mm. like, yeah, she she's doing the work for me. They yes. they're doing the work for me. Uh, because so, I, I was waiting know. for a they them on the show, but I did not see any that anybody was using they thems. Um, I on, on the, the show, ca- I, I just it. got rid of it, but on the casting one, I saw I saw we were just Tiff talking about how Tiff, oh, Tiff's okay. they them for sure. Okay. And Mal is she her they? Oh, okay. okay, that makes Great. sense. Yeah, hell yeah. I was like, so I yeah, I was like listening so closely. I was like, are there going to be any they thems? And then I heard, I thought that I had heard everybody get she'd. Um, but uh, that's exciting. I thought that as well. Also, apparently, though, I find it, I, I, I think it's so fun that it's like almost like a share. Aussie apparently doesn't like pronouns. Aussie just refers to be, prefers to I be was, because I was also Aussie. trying to catch oh. Aussie's pronouns and notice that they kept using, that, that everyone who was talking about Aussie was using Aussie. Yes. And that's also great. Like, it's cool to just hear people talk about yes. people. And I was listening to see, to try to catch everyone's pronouns and catch everyone, how they identified. Is there going to be anybody here who doesn't identify as a lesbian, but who identifies as, you know, queer or it doesn't identify as a woman or whatever. Right. And so all of that is also just like, let people watch stupid ass shows about dumb shit. Also absorbing a little bit of like how to talk about somebody who doesn't use binary pronouns. You know, it's a win win for everybody. It really is. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> Absolutely. But except for literally everyone who lives in Florida. <laughs> Are you ready for the celebrity conspiracy theory? Or would you like to talk about anything else before we get into it? Shall we do it? Let's do it. Hit me with the share. Do you believe it? Was the 2011 film Jack and Jill a front to rescue Katie Holmes? That's right. We're Whoa. talking about fish fucker Tom Cruise Whoa. today a little bit. Isn't that interesting? And, of course, always love an excuse to talk about the Adam Sandler-helmed, one of the worst comedies of all time, Jack and Jill. <laughs> and it is weird. It is a little weird that Katie Holmes is in it. I had you know no idea I mean? she was this in it until 10 seconds ago. You haven't seen Jack and Jill. May- Uh-oh. Are we going to have to do a watch along? Don't make me watch Dunkachino again. You're going to make me do this again. I've already had to watch Jack and Jill for an episode of Pop History. During the stretch. (laughs) Where if an Adam Sandler movie came out, you had to run screaming away from the movie theater. <laughs> I'm going to put Little Nicky in the same category, or am I wrong there? Uh, like, oh, yeah. Uh, Little Nicky. Right. Uh, that right. one even passed That, <laughs> that one, passed one is me kind by. of good, though. Like, of all of them, this that's not the worst one. Right. Really? Which is saying something. Wow. Jack and Jill is, re- like... I like her. I remember I like rubbed my eyes a couple of times to make sure that I was still like alive and watching something that was actually made that I hadn't accidentally like eaten three tabs of acid and then all of a sudden I'm watching a movie. Really? Yeah, people refer to it as the Serbian film of comedy. Uh, it is that harrowing to you walk away changed. You know what I mean? It changes you. Celebrity. Yeah. So this one comes in from Peter who writes, 
I took this off the Red Letter Media subreddit. Ah, oh, getting on Reddit, I see. I've got an interesting video to watch Oh, no, there. don't watch <laughs> and, it with uh, sound. <laughs> Peter says they fact-checked nothing. Original credits to user Banana Nut Nightmare. <laughs> Thank you, Banana Nut. <laughs> Sounds great already. <laughs> It's beyond speculation at this point. Adam Sandler produces cheap projects to get his friends paid big money. In the half uh, in the bag review of Jack and Jill, Mike observes that in 2011, Katie Holmes isn't seen much outside the tabloids anymore and thinks she was in this film because it was one of uh, that her husband, Tom Cruise, notoriously controlling, would give his permission to simply because it would be a fat paycheck. But why did Adam Sandler choose Katie Holmes? The women who played his partners in his most recent preceding films are, were... Jennifer Aniston, Leslie Mann, both very experienced comedy actors. Uh, Selma Hayek, because if you can pay anyone to pretend to be your wife, you cast Selma Hayek. Makes <laughs> sense. Th- that's kind of the reoccurring stable, right? Um, uh, uh, for sure. And then, so why Katie Holmes and Drew Barrymore as well? But he usually has like his very normal go-tos for his wa- wives in his movies. So why Katie Holmes? We now know that Katie Holmes secretly, meticulously planned her divorce from Tom Cruise. She had to repeatedly meet with lawyers, secure a secret getaway apartment, bank account, cell phone to ensure a quick, safe escape with full custody of their daughter, all without him or the Church of Scientology suspecting a thing. Holmes was given nothing to do in the film. The job provided her not just money, but maybe it even more importantly provided an alibi. Maybe Jack and Joe was a cover that gave her an excuse to be out on the loose, but also gave her enough free time since she hardly had any lines or need to rehearse real acting. That she could meet with lawyers and plan her escape. I think Adam Sandler hired Katie Holmes for this reason. This was the last project Holmes would work on before her divorce a few months later. I would even go as far as to suggest he slapped the whole film together specifically as a cover for her. This person, uh, then the, the user then details another interesting sitch around sports reporter Aaron Andrew, who had a small role in That's My Boy in 2012 while battling in court against her stalker, which the user proposes was done by Sandler to help her get out of that and through that and pay for that. What if all of Adam Sandler's terrible money laundering scheme movies are fronts he tosses together ASAP in order to provide fast help to victimized <laughs> women? Oh Jackie my God. And MJ. So that's why we Sandler's... have the Dunkachino is to yes. save abuse victims? To save, yeah. That's abuse help wow. hotline. Is Adam Sandler a secret hero is the question I ask to you two. Wow. wow. Do you believe? Well, this is, I mean- yeah, Jackie's got to answer for since she's nightmare seen it. If I've All right. Seen well, one. I, I again, I, I reference, I bring up because how, how could you not bring up the Dunkachino when um, referring to Jack and Jill? Of which, course. Of course. If you don't know, it is Al Pacino doing a silly Dunkin' Donuts commercial song called the Dunkachino. It's great because he's Al Pacino. So funny. And um, it is, which is <laughs> it already is a fever dream in and of itself. Yeah, it's so um, weird. I. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say I believe because here, here, here it comes. All right. And there it okay. goes. All right. <laughs> That's wow. it. Real co- That's a it. real Conrad <laughs> Joe uh, situation with Jackie just now. A real Conrad Joe. Wolves here. <laughs> no, I need more. I do. No, I do believe just because simply um, you're right. Katie Holmes. I don't even remember. I didn't even remember that Katie Holmes was in that movie. And I watched this movie. She is nothing in. There's not a part of the plot. Really. It's really all about Jack and Jill and Al Pacino. So that's why I do 
and the fact that I have heard nothing but amazing things about Adam Sandler, uh-huh. who is supposedly like another one of those like Jack Black types who is just like a genuinely good dude that like he really was making these movies to get his friends paid and just to like have fun and why not? So you know what? I believe. Wow. Hell yeah. Wow. All right. I I'm gonna choose to believe because I wanna believe in that world. I wanna believe that the years I spent seeing every Adam Sandler trailer come out, each one looking worse than the last, um, were all for something and not for nothing. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to manifest this world into reality where it all was just to get his friends paid and to help women in need. And so I also believe. All right. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah, I agree that everything I hear about Adam Sandler seems to be great. And that he we know well that he uses his movies as excuses to help out his friends. So why wouldn't he help a, a scared woman that was terrified of this man who fucks fish and then lies and steals and, you know, might, uh, you know, she has to escape, sneak out in the night from the veil of Scientology and his penis inside the fleshy scales of a fish. Ooh. Now, do we while. think that Katie Holmes knows about the fish, or do you think that we he keeps this secret even from her? I think she at least knows he's fucking something that's not her. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's it, also not a person. Uh-huh. I think she knows he's fucking something not a person. Yeah. For sure. I mean, as you imagine, she's, she's smelling it. She's just like, yeah, she smells <laughs> Also, I want to give a shout out to someone that I think that it was in the our email that brought up the fact that like, or we could have been one of my DMs that like, if you guys, I don't think either one of you have watched The Boys yet. No. Um, I watched uh, okay. some of The Boys. Yeah, I like The Boys. So The Deep is apparently yeah. based on Tom Cruise. And The Deep in The Boys also has sex with with, with fish. fish. Oh. Yes. Because he's like an because and he's like an Aquaman one to one, so he's like a fish guy. So yeah, that's like one of his things is that he fucks fish. Yes, this was an and, email, uh, Jackie. I see it in the yeah. in the inbox. Wow, yeah, it, it was it was one. I guess I should have actually addressed probably in these conspiracy theories, but uh, regardless, yeah, that's crazy. That's a weird, crazy coincidence, man. So. Continue to send in your fish fuck theories. Maybe I'll do another round of them uh, in in the next couple weeks. We could try to bring it back a little bit because I need it, man. I miss it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I know you we talked about it a little bit. In guts. The, yeah, I need it in my fish guts, man. Because it's like I need sometimes it in you my live tiny through fish someone. Bones. Oh no, they're yeah, so exactly. tiny. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the problem with cutting them open, right? Because those little fish bones. Yeah, fucking. That's why I think it's through the gills. Yeah, the, the fucking. And then it just yeah. the penis comes yeah. out of its mouth. Maybe it likes to see the penis go out of its through the gill out the. Oh, mouth. that would be like like a little like like dick in the box. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like we have. Yeah, kind of like a weird dick in the box kind of thing. And maybe he likes to see it. He's like, hello, like makes him think it's not his. That it's just like a penis coming out of the fish. And then he sucks his own dick. Whoa. What's going on? It's a weird one, guys. What are you going on? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. It's a weird Again, one. Again, I blame Holden. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I'm having email a blast. Holden. <laughs> I'm having a good yes, time. Email Holden. Email, yes, please email me. Email me at G-E-T-F-U-C-K-E-D <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> With all of your issues you have with the things I think and say. Don't worry, it's time for the list. Oh! Who's, who's on the list? list? 
Jack Gay, gotta have that list. Well, this just makes me think of Jeremy Strong, obviously. 13 weirdos who method acted too close to the sun. Oh my God. This I didn't know. And Castaway, I knew about the weight loss part. Castaway, Tom Hanks, on top of losing 50 pounds, he didn't shower for the role and was hospitalized for three days with a staph infection. Oh my God. His doctor said, I have to put you in the hospital because we have to get this infection out of you before it poisons your blood and you die. Jesus. That's terrifying. I didn't realize that Meryl Streep was method acting for The Devil Wears Prada. Her performance was Oscar nominated, but she said it was the last time she'd ever attempt method acting. It was horrible. I was miserable in my trailer. I could hear them all laughing. I was so depressed. I just love, (laughs) I can hear them all (laughs) laughing. What is she talking about? Just to the cast and crew, like they're all being normal. That's got to be one of the most annoying things about method acting is like everybody's being normal. It's like a fun, and it's fun a lot of times, not all movie sets, in fact, not a lot of them, I'm sure. But if everyone gets along and stuff too, everybody loves showing up to work and it's exciting and fun and and to sit there and be like, no, I'm, what's your name from the Vanity Fair lady with the sunglasses? (laughs) I'm mad and mean all the time about fashion. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have a little power on your face. Or you're stinking up the place like Shia LaBeouf in Fury. He pulled out his own tooth, even though no one asked him to. In his method acting, he got overly confrontational with the cast and refused to shower for weeks. Brad Pitt confronted him about his attitude and distracting odor. People. It's just, especially like... Who even remembers this movie? I don't even know what this movie's about. Yeah. I definitely haven't seen it. I, who even, that's always the funniest one when someone goes so hard in the paint, like fucking Fuckface and Suicide Squad with Jared Leto. When someone goes so hard in the paint for a fucking dog shit movie, it's so funny to yes. me. Yes. It's like, man, you wasted all that time. All you had to do was show up and be crazy, the Joker. You did not have to go method on that. You totally could have pulled that performance out of your ass. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like if you're Daniel Day Lewis or Jeremy Strong, everyone can make fun of method acting, but ultimately it's like, okay, you've obviously done this for an incredible performance, so whatever works. And if you are Shia LaBeouf in Fury, it's like, did you really need to ruin everyone else's life too, as well as your own? Come on. To be in a movie no one remembers and no one can like no one thinks your performance was that much better either. You know what I mean? Like it's not like people watch that and be like, LaBeouf's on another level. You know? (laughs) Just take a shower. Take a shower. No one has said that about LaBeouf in quite some time. (laughs) Not since even Stevens have they said he's on another level. No. Oh, but I did love the reader. I don't know if you were going to skip that one or not. I I was going to skip that one. I'm so sorry. We can talk about Kate Winslet as a Nazi. After portraying a concentration camp guard, Winslet admitted that it took her months to recover from the role. It's like I've escaped from a serious car accident and need to understand what has just happened. It's like that guy who can't stop talking like Elvis. You've seen him in interviews, it's hilarious. It's uh-huh. been like a year and he still talks like Elvis. Yeah, man, he got really into it. I mean... <laughs> Could you imagine? Well, can you imagine getting punched by Dolph Lundgren like Sylvester Stallone did in Rocky Four? For authenticity, he asked Dolph to just go out there and clock me. And he ended up in the ICU for nine days. My sure. God. Doctor said that Lundgren's punch hit his heart Damn. against his rib cage and injured Seen after head-on collisions. Yikes! Heart against the rib. Isn't that crazy? 
Well, this is also extra crazy because on, I will say on the leftovers, I am going to bring up the fact that I started watching The Family Stallone last night. Now I'm obsessed with The Family Stallone. Nice. Which is Sly's new reality show with his kids. Mildly based on the very tragic Christmas film, The Family Stone. No, it's not. (laughs) I was going to say, I love a Family Stone reference. (laughs) Oh, but it's such a weird thing to reference for a silly reality (laughs) show about a family, but it's like, you're referencing a movie about a sad, like, b- woman's death. Uh, anyways. Whoa, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert for Family yeah, Stone. Yeah, spoiler alert. Family Stone spoilers. What about, speaking of Dunkachinos, when Al Pacino actually went blind while shooting Scent of a Woman. <laughs> while filming, he claimed to actually be blind. He tripped over things that he couldn't see, and he sent Chris O'Donnell a letter saying, I couldn't tell I couldn't tell what you were doing <laughs> because I thought I never saw you. From what I heard, your performance is amazing. <laughs> sure, Al. He went uh, blind. This is another one of those things where if it wasn't Al Pacino, you'd I, be yeah. Like, oh, right. Because right. also, like, Al Pacino is literally just, it's so funny to think of Al Pacino as method acting because he's so just Al Pacino in every movie he does. And yeah, I've never right. thought it uh, ever otherwise that, like, to have him be like, yeah, I lost myself in the role, the role of being Al Pacino because that's <laughs> what you are. <laughs> Now, we've talked about Daniel Day-Lewis in Lincoln before, but what about in Gangs of New York when he caught pneumonia after refusing to wear a coat between scenes since those coats didn't exist in the 1860s? It's just so just. (laughs) He said, I will admit that I went mad, totally mad, not so good for my physical or mental health. And by the way, talk about a movie that was kind of a dud a little bit, like his role in it is iconic. But the movie's kind of... Because you imagine... I would be so mad if I was Daniel Day-Lewis like watching Cameron Diaz act in that movie and just be like, God, fuck it. I'm doing... I'm putting my heart on the... Like, I'm putting it all out there on the dance floor. And you're just... You know, it's just so unmatched. That's a little bit of the problem with him in any movie a little bit. He's just so unmatched, though. So it's like stands out. But especially in this movie, which I I should probably go back and rewatch. But I remember back when I saw it, I was like, this isn't very good. This is like the first Scorsese movie I'm not loving, you know? Yeah. Um, Even though he was incredible in it. As Billy the Butcher. But one movie I don't think I need to go back and rewatch is Jobs. And yes, that is Ashton Kutcher playing Steve Jobs. Wait, rewatch? Rewatch. Wait, did you watch did you watch it the first time? Yeah. Well, ugh. <laughs> oh yeah. I can't believe you watched that movie. Oh yeah. I was curious. Was it good, right? Yeah, yeah. I was curious. I mean, I just it was boring. Uh, I was just, I don't I was like I was like why am I watching this? I I didn't know why I watched it. It was one of those like Sunday afternoon movies that right. I put on and I was just like, "You know what? Yeah, I'll watch this." He was a fruitarian. Fruitarian. <laughs> Steve Jobs was a fruitarian living on a mainly fruit diet and Kutcher replicated this. His wife Mila Kunis says he was so dumb. He only ate grapes at one point. We ended up in the hospital twice with pancreatitis. It was really dumb. Wait, and didn't he have pancreatic cancer? Steve Jobs did? Whoa, did he? I thought that's what he died of. Really from only eating fruit. So I mean, maybe he should have he he eaten fruit. other things. Imagine being married to a method actor too that would be arguably the worst like, it was pancreatic cancer wow. yeah dude oh my god why was he eating only fruit <laughs> yeah hey maybe if a guy like famously died of pancreatic cancer don't replicate his diet <laughs> 
that Whoa. also is like, especially with that diet, is insane. <laughs> like, you should obviously, who's ever heard of a fruitarian diet? Like, that's just not a thing. Like, you have to mix it up with other stuff. That's crazy. Wow. He only ate grapes at one point. Could you imagine dealing with grapes. that? Yeah. Fucking so annoying. Oh my God. You'd Bro, be like, I'm married to, I have to deal with you. Eat something besides grapes. You know, yeah, it's that's, like, it's you like, know, he was in a bad mood the entire time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so you're just like, eat something else. Just eat, just eat like a sandwich, please. Yeah. Now my job is to manage you on a grape diet, you know? Like, come on, Mila Kunis has other things to do. Yeah, it's like it reminds me of this one uh couple I knew back in the day that went vegetarian. And by vegetarian, they would just eat these like weird like veggie burgers that they could get down the street, and that was like it. So it was like, I guess you're vegetarian, but like you gotta figure this out, man. Like, you gotta you can't, you can't just eat be eating veggie burgers, dude. <laughs> you can't especially when it's like it's fully replicating meat and that's the only thing you're eating. Yes. I think you're just I a mean, meat eater. We've all been the vegetarian who just eats French fries and, you know, uh, right. not Skittles, but whatever the vegan version of Skittles are. Right. You know, I definitely was that vegetarian for a while. But <laughs> if you're gonna sustain it, you gotta find some other things to get in there. Oh uh, yeah. Some other things to get at the bodega besides a veggie burger. And then you make it your entire personality. Yes. The end. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my list for you guys. Wow. Hey, good list, Jackie. That was a good I list. love talking. Thanks, guys. I love I feel like it's a theme on this show talking about how stupid method acting is. So that's I love especially the person grumpy in their trailer because their character's grumpy and they have to be grumpy all day and just hearing people have fun just enjoying their working lives when set life is so much fun yeah and you're just gonna be a grump frump like I, that or like you know like talking about i, I we didn't say this on the list but you know everyone knows that Jim Carrey when he was playing Andy Kaufman also did method acting and everyone knows that he was like just the worst person to deal with totally. he wouldn't come to set he's fucking over everybody else like you're costing the set and everybody you're wasting everybody's time that would just piss me off to no oh my god end. so so up your own ass yeah for sure and he did go insane making that movie mm-hmm. um, and that too honestly we forget about that too that it also kind of fucks with these people's heads too it makes them makes people crazy when they get into this. I, I want to know, I truly want to know how Jeremy Strong is doing. I know. Like, I know there was that big insufferable, uh, <laughs> I think everyone thinks he's really annoying. There was that a, a big profile of him. I, I, but I feel like that was like a year ago now or so. I like. I truly want to know, like, how are you? Are you okay? Yeah. You know, because it would be very intense to be Kendall for that many years. Someone cast him as a guy that's just like happy in his life and doing well. <laughs> that's what yeah. we gotta start doing with these method actors. We have to just start casting them in roles where they're just reasonable, sensible time. people yes. having a good time in life. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the only way to get them out of it. All right, well, you know, all this has really made me, I think, Go a little blind, blind items. items. We can't see them. Wow. That was a little little switcheroo. <laughs> well, it's a weird day. All right. It is a weird day. All right. This I listen to what it with, happens. I listen to it with, I watched it with sound again just now while we were oh talking about God. that. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. Anytime, yeah, anytime I can't get not over responding, it. it's because he's watching something <laughs> horrifying on Reddit. They posted it twice. I got to get through these comments. I got to learn about all the ins and outs of... Uh, you know, cruise ship survival. But before we get, <laughs> by the way, just go to a resort. Why do, why, I don't understand the cruise thing. Go to a resort. 
it's cruise on land, and then you can do whatever you want. Why? Why do we need to be put ourselves in uh, mortal danger? You know what I mean? I don't know, Jackie. Isn't your family a cruise family? Yeah, I'm called by the sound of its horn. <laughs> uh, there's something. It is just trash. I'm a trash person, and it's a trash time. It's one of like, those things. In the great way, I'll never quite understand. Like when you can just go to a big fun resort. You know what I mean? Like, why? I guess because you want to like the element of travel, but yeah, you get the travel in there. You get to see see that open sea. Man. Yeah, no, I would sea. feel like an Irish person like trying to make it over to the new land and right. Survive, I'd be singing know? about how there you aren't say any... that MJ, but you would love a cruise. I would. I know how you love tacky things. I know. I, been... Yeah, I'd love a cruise too. I think at the end of the day, I, like I if I was offered a free one, I'm sure I'd have fun. But if I have the choice, I'm going resort all day because you get the same shit, but like better. Better living quarter, like bigger, better it. living quarters. Same tackiness, but you. on land. You know, see, this is yeah. the thing. I love tackiness, but what else do I love to do? Vomit violently <laughs> when in motion. <laughs> yes. And that's why I can, can never, ever go on a cruise. Yeah, yeah. I love that you love to vomit violently <laughs> I while it. I get it. I, you know I'm I'm your pukey brethren, yes. so I understand. Oh, I puke on that boat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm glad yeah, puke that's on the thing. Yeah, you don't go to a resort and just puke just from the sheer fact of being there. I, it just makes me it's so confusing to me it makes it more it makes you tougher it makes you more of an adventure hound like everyone says about me I just want to be on vacation I just want to sleep anyways and all you got was nothing but trouble here we go <laughs> hookups we got hookups guys we got a lot of hookups you Ooh, ready for this yeah there's some back in the day juicy hot hookups who's fucking who's sucking and who's getting all that clucking Ooh, all right. going on all right. because they're getting their vagina eaten out and it's making them go <laughs> okay. This permanent A-list actor slash director who got his start on television and this permanent A-list mostly movie actress who is an Oscar winner have starred in several movies together spanning decades. It was their first collaboration that they hooked up during the entirety of filming. It's why they have such good chemistry now. A little more facts. All right. The guy's like a silver fox. Sometimes there's blinds. George about Clooney. It. Yes. Who's the lady? She's got a smile. Julia Roberts. Yes. Ocean's Eleven, I believe, was their first Ooh, and they're hooking up? They hooked up all through that first movie, oh apparently. Yeah. All through- Talk about a tape. Right? Yes. Talk about yes. a tape. Oh, my God. I would Ultimate watch it over tape. and over Jeez. again. And it's like, you know why I think I love the movie set hookup? Because it reminds me of such a special time in my life of doing the high school play. Yeah. And how horny and fun it was to be backstage and finding little secret corners. That's the fun thing about a movie set. There's all these little secret corners you can find. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you have to be, oh, have to quiet. be quiet. And then, like, and, oh, a yeah. gaffer oh, spots yeah. you. And you're like, good day, gaffer. And the gaffer's like, oh, good day. Saw you kissing the lady. You know what I mean? Or whatever, right? You have to do that That's all always what happens. <laughs> yeah. It's so Shia crazy. Shia yeah, drinking he's... his own piss, method acting in the corner. Like, I hate my fucking stupid life. You know what I mean? You're fucking some hot ass, bro. You're fi- you know what I mean? Emma's- yes, in the dark, in the yeah. quiet. Sucking yes. on Emma Stone's fingers. Like astronaut's wife. Yeah, exactly. Just like astronaut's life. wife. Uh... <laughs> Right, MJ? Pretty fun, huh? <laughs> I uh, 
I'm, I've just been thinking about how much I want to make out with George Clooney this entire time I've been absent. Right. What about Julia Roberts? I didn't even know if I could make out. And yeah. Julia Her Roberts. Mouth, I didn't even Good know if Lord. I could make out with that mouth. That thing is huge. I'd be like, my <laughs> nose is in your mouth. You right can't now. even handle her. That's of course why. I couldn't. I could even. She just opens her mouth up and swallows you whole. Yeah, exactly. She'd be like, uh, <laughs> like, a, like, like a, a snake. She unhinges. Like that, uh, what yeah. was that music? That Chemical Brothers music video or whatever? No, it wasn't Chemical Brothers. You know what I mean? With the old lady and the giant monster with the huge mouth. Anyways, that's what I'm thinking about. What? Who's? What's he talking I know, about? I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a pornography? <sighs> Jackie, no, not everything's porn- pornographic. Okay. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I live in a world of smut. Okay. More hookups if you're ready for it. Yes. This permanent one named A-list rapper was brought in to do work with this permanent one named A-list singer. One thing led to another and they started hooking up. He now brags about it. She likes to pretend she was a virgin until she met her husband. But she wasn't because she fucked this guy. The rapper and the singer. Who are they? Isn't it interesting? A little bit of an ebony and ivory scenario going on here, which is fun. Well, I don't think Re- it's not Eminem and Rihanna. It's Eminem and someone else. Someone arguably even hotter and huger than Rihanna. Well, Rihanna's pretty hot and huge, so I don't know Who's if that's possible. Who's hotter than Rihanna? He, big, big name. Big name. Fans are annoying. Beyonce? And aggressive. Beyonce. Yes. They- <laughs> That's so funny. Fans are annoying and aggressive. Eminem and Beyonce, what do you think about it? They collaborated on a track called Walk on Water back in 2017 on Eminem's ninth studio album, Revival. Uh, Isn't that fun that they hooked up? Wait, and the theory is that they hooked up in 2017? I don't know. When did she get together with Jay-Z? I I don't know what the timing is. I mean, I'd have to look up the timing on their marriage. I mean, she was definitely already with Jay-Z way before that. Oh, yeah. Okay, so maybe it was a different collab. I'm like... Weirdly enough, I'm like not excited about Beyonce hooking up with Eminem unless it is a dalliance from Jay Z, in which I am excited about it. What does that mean for because me? Because of the because of Lemonade or whatever, because you know she's getting him back. Yeah, whatever, he's cheating. They've on been her. married since 2008. Wow. Yeah, because remember Drunken Love? I think was like 2015. Yeah, and... I was about to say yeah, 2017 too. So it might have been a different time. But anyways, well, they uh... when was Lemonade though? Was Lemonade? Because it would be great if she was like, you know what? I'm going to fuck Eminem. Yeah. You know, that would be a nice little get back at him. Yeah, you skittle ass bitch or something like that. <laughs> she was saying that to Beyonce Whoa. or to Jay-Z and Jay-Z was like, I'm not a skittle ass bitch. All right, I'm a big mean 2016. Strong. Lemonade was 2016. All right. There so you maybe go. she was like, you know what I'll maybe do? she's like, I'll fuck Eminem. Get you back, no get backs. One of those. Wow. Pretty hot. All right. Final blind. If you can fucking believe it. Fuckers. This I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. Love you guys. Yeah. This a this A-list mostly movie actor has started at least four movie franchises. He is also married, but was doing coke off a woman's arm at a party earlier this year and earlier this week, rather, and then he reached under her dress. <gasps> He's got a big movie coming out that's like big, big, big of, as one of those franchises. One of the biggest franchise actors of all time. He's got to be oh, a superhero. The Marvel guy? Yeah, or is it the Transformers movies? Neither. Neither. Big, big, almost bigger than that. Bigger than that. Bigger than Coming out soon. 
movie that long time coming. Well, it's not Tom Cruise. No, it's not. Even though Mission Impossible is coming. He's out. old now, so it's fun that he was doing cocaine off a lady's arm and putting it. Well, maybe not. Harrison put, Ford. Yes. Whoa. Married, married to uh, Calista Flockhart. Whoa. Yeah, I always forget, but he's that. doing blow off a girl's yeah, arm. You know what? Arm. Impressive. By the way, arm. Arm. I've never I know. Heard of arm. Like, yeah. It's like a weird way to flirt yeah. and then you're gonna get your snot all over her arm her, well i mean i just anywhere. feel like you're like wiping your nose on her well that if you can make that argue against doing it off of a dick i mean that's the more normal one is like a dick or a yeah but at thigh. least then after that you're most likely probably gonna get your your at least you're gonna put that penis somewhere you know <laughs> right Probably some, maybe on your arm. You know, <laughs> maybe slap it against your arm. And yeah. That's what you're into. Mic check, mic check. I love doing a mic check sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> mic check, mic check. I don't think this one's on. I think I need a wireless oh, no. one. I think I need a wireless mic. I think that uh, I'm just impressed by the fact that he is out and doing blow cane. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. I say let the man work. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he can do whatever he wants at this point. He's uh, definitely... Yeah. An elder. Always forget though, married status. Wow, 80. 80 How old's Calista Flockhart, too? She's a bit younger, right? Um they're She's 58. They've been married for wow. Good for them. 22 years younger. Good for them. That's fun. Married in uh, tw- 2010. I bet she fucking knows her way around a cocaine spin, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, maybe they were just have maybe they were out and having fun. Yeah, maybe it was I Calista hope Flockhart. He didn't cheat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who knows? I mean, a hand up a skirt is—is uh, is that cheating? If it's uh, different yes. area codes? Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. That unless they have an arrangement, you know. Yeah. Yes, like, unless listen, there's an arrangement. They might you have know, an like arrangement. however, a lot of people joke how if they make it to eighty, they're going to start smoking cigarettes again, or you know, doing really dangerous drugs. Maybe if you make it to eighty in the Harrison Ford, Calista Flockhart marriage, you get to feel up other people and do cocaine, but only off their arms. When I turn 80, I'm going to once again do a, uh, a problematic comedian roundtable podcast. I think that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's coming let back it all around. hang out. Finally, I'm in my final years. I'll just let it all fucking hit the wall. <laughs> You know, that's canceled by 90. That's what I'm trying to be. But uh, <laughs> canceled, canceled by, by 90. Release me, That's Lord. a great name for the show. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. The typing of the tiny fingers, the clicking and the clacking in the dark. Um, <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you, especially for not sending emails in love, ahead of time. Love it. Appreciate <laughs> you guys. And uh, we're done with our blinds. I wow. think we're wrapping up the show here, Jackie. I, I turn the table... To you. I don't know why I'm turning a table, but uh, but the tables under are the turned. table and dreaming. I'm Dave Math Dave Matthews banding it back to you. Oh, I'd rather you didn't, wow. but I guess I'll accept. <laughs> yes. light in my eyes. <laughs> How come you never open with a Dave uh, DMB song, Jackie? I haven't heard. I, you of... know, I don't know. I mm. I don't I don't know There's if a lot maybe of them. it's just slipped my mind. There's a lot of them. There are, there are, there are certainly a lot of them. They are crashing into my brain. There you go. The <laughs> Thank little you guys boys so much. Dream. For oh yeah, oh we know about the little boys. The little dream. Boys. Thank you guys for joining us on this unhinged episode of Fuck. Page Seven. My name is wow. Jackie Zabrowski. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm. You can come hang out with me on Tuesdays and Wednesdays over on Twitch.tv forward slash. Oh no, it's Jackie. And uh, also, don't forget your release the butthole cut tour tickets. You got. 
got to go to lastpodcastnetwork.com and get yo buns them tickets. They're selling like hotcakes. Hell yeah, dude. Lastpodcastnetwork.com for all the dates coming. Might have some candidates for you not too long from now, too. We'll see if it happens. Lastpodcastnetwork.com. Come for tickets. Also, check out patreon.com slash page7podcast, yeah. I believe is the address. <laughs> yes, page7podcast on Patreon. Check us out over there. Uh, we've got weekly bonus content, quite a lot of it, too. The Leftovers with Jackie and I, where we talk about all the articles we missed in the main feed. We've got Jackie's book readings. We've got ad-free main feed episodes, all at that $5 mark. And you get the pre-sale on any live shows as well. Uh, for $10, you can join us every Thursday for our Jersey Shore watch-alongs. It is such a fun crew. Always a blast. We've been watching Family Reunion lately, um, and I hope it never ends. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash page 7 podcast. Page 7 podcast at gmail.com. Please send in your blind items, conspiracy theories, all of those things I read and love. And last but not least, twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. That's twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. I stream Monday through Friday. And most especially, you got to come by for Jackin' with the Holdies. That's the stream I do with Jackie every Friday at 6 p.m. ET. We do it for three to four hours, depending on uh, how many videos we get in through the donos. Uh, come, come see us. We love when fans of the podcast pop in. And you're always getting a warm wel- welcome. And um, it's always a party. MJ! My name is MJ, and I'm MJK. Lcat on Instagram. Yeah. Time for the shout out song. Shout, shout, let it all out. These are the emails that you wrote it about. Come on, we're gonna read them to you. Come on. I just wanna say thank you for your shout outs. And you can send in your own shout outs to page7podcasts at gmail.com. That's seven the number or seven written out. Page7podcasts at gmail.com. And you can send absolutely anything. You are just, you're just thinking of us. Just send it our way, whether it is just a note to say hi or maybe you saw, saw a hot dog weed pipe somewhere, which I also wanna say thank you for sharing that with me me. You're also welcome to send in your hot dog facts if you've got those like the amazing Alexis did. Alexis shared with me because I had absolutely no idea. I wanted to share that here in the Puritan old state of Rhode Island, we call our hot dogs gaggers. So why did you, I hope you guys enjoyed your gaggers over the weekend because I certainly had quite a few gaggers or two. Don't tell my husband. <laughs> oh my God, it was his gagger the whole time. But anyway, you can send in whatever you'd like. And thank you, Alexis, so much for sharing and anything that you're thinking over to page7podcast at gmail.com. But we've got a birthday shout out coming up here first, folks. And yes, Kai, you got it in just in time. Kai says, in true ADHD fashion, I totally forgot to send in my own birthday shout out for this week. And yes, I saw it. MJ made sure that I got it in my can. Thank you so much, Kai. Happy 28th birthday on June 
31st. It's coming up so soon, but also the day that this comes out. So happy birthday today, Kai. My name is Kai, and I've been a Page 7 listener for about two years. I was one of the probably many people who found Page 7 via last podcast during an episode of Side Stories where they broke the Tom Cruise fish fucker story and sent me to you. I've honestly never been more grateful for a podcast wreck. Your collective brand of humor is exactly what I need to laugh my ass off while headed to shoots as a portrait and wedding photographer. As a non-binary person, MJ's highly specific tangents on anything and everything are an absolute vibe. While I like to think that Jackie's hilarious commentary is like if my inner monologue and intrusive thoughts made a love child. Holden will be happy to know that while I had spent 27 of these 28 years without embracing the love of T-Swift, but now my husband Cal has brought me to the dark side. I have unironically fallen madly in love with pretty much everything Taylor Swift has put out. I am a gayler, no questions asked. Thank you for always filling my ear holes with hot goss, items that impair my vision, and I cannot wait to hopefully catch a live show when we move back to California from the hellscape that is Florida. You will, you will survive Florida, I promise you, Kai. Thank you so much for writing in and happy birthday. Now we're moving on to actually, you know, we've got Three people here that are all dealing with different stages of grief right now. So I understand if you're not in the place to hear this right now, it's completely understandable. I just want to let you guys know. But it is interesting to me that all three of you wrote in during the same week. And I feel like you're meant to know each other in some fashion. First up, we are talking to I Am Schlee from our Twitch channel. I love you, babe. Ashley. Ashley says... I absolutely love the podcast, and I finally decided to write in for a self-shout-out because the stream with you and MJ made me feel like a million bucks, and I deserve it. Yes, you do. Anyways, I turned 23 on Saturday, April 29th. Holden T-Swift shout-out, but you don't have to say anything, Jackie. I get it. So I am saying it, but I don't understand it. But I appreciate your April 29th shout-out, and I, and I know that Holden did as well. And honestly, this feels like a huge milestone for me. I lost my second mom, Carolyn, two years ago from cancer, plus COVID. Fuck the U.S. healthcare system. And since then, it was an effort to make it out of bed, let alone go to class or be with people. It was truly the roughest, most heart-aching two years of my life since she passed, because she was the kindest woman you would ever meet. And without her love, it felt like my world was collapsing in on itself. Everyone who met her loved her, and we even joked she was the mayor of our town because any room you were standing in, she was sure to know someone. I even still listen to her voicemails on my phone because she carried joy in her voice that radiates even through the toughest times. FYI, never delete voicemails. I completely agree with you, Ashley. I'm completely there with you. Her death hit me so hard, so I started listening to page seven because I figured, hey, maybe this will be fun. And I couldn't be more thankful for making that decision. But despite losing her and losing her support, I made it to 23. I know she was watching down on me as I graduated college, moved to a new city, and am finally feeling a little bit settled. This wouldn't feel as amazing as it does if it weren't for the other shoutouts sharing their stories and hardships because I truly can look forward to so much. 
23 really is not supposed to be the best year of anyone's life, it seems. I cannot thank these shout outs enough over the years for being such a source of personal resolution. I know it sounds weird, but hearing how people have had a shit time but made it through has been seriously inspirational. And I'm so grateful for this community. Anyways, happy birthday to me and congratulations to myself for being able to smile, get out of bed and do the damn thing every day. Yes. Hell yes, Ashley. Thank you so much for sharing. And also, I did want to include your PPS. I call her my second mom because she was my nanny from the second I was born. She started when my older sister was born, but she truly was family. I know that sometimes people don't really understand caregivers and their roles. So I say she was my mom, which is more truthful than any other label. So much love goes out to you, Ashley. And I'm so sorry for your loss, but I'm so proud of you for getting up every day and getting through it. Hell yeah, Ashley. And now also, oh, Jen, I just want to say thank you so much for your update. I know that you say that we didn't ask for it, but I'm glad that you did it. And you are too sweet. And dude, I'm down with any crystals that you think speak to me through you. I trust you. Jen says, today it has been one year since my husband, Drake, passed away in a car accident. I can't believe I made it to this day alive. This past year, I've had so many bittersweet moments. I miss my husband so, so, so much, but I feel less guilty for my victories now. I took control of my mental health, finally. I am medicated and doing much better. I was able to buy a house and a new car with the aid of my husband's life insurance policy. I finally landed a job that I love with awesome co-workers, and I'm crushing it. I also started a witchy side business that gives me an outlet to be creative. Everything I do now is to honor his memory, and that makes me proud. I know that he's proud of me, too. Can't wait to meet you in Atlanta, Jen, and so much. I send you so much love. And please share with us your witchy side business if you have an Etsy, because I would love to support it in the shout out. So hit me up, Jen. And so, so, so much love to you. And uh, speaking of making lemonade out of some lemons, oh, Amy you are amazing. And Amy says, first off, I wrote to you a year ago asking for a shout out for my brother, Eli, who had passed of cancer. Truth be told, this past year has been a tough one. Dealing with the grief of losing Eli really hit hard. Then almost exactly a year later, my sister Tammy passed away from cancer as well. I thought, oh shit, here we go again. Another year stuck in depression and sadness. But this time it was different. I found a drive or a calling, as some might say. After experiencing so much personal loss in a year, I decided I needed to help others going through it and be there for them and their loved ones. I started looking into what it takes to become a funeral director. I will be 39 in July, and the idea of a new career at my age is scary, but I decided what the heck? I applied for at the only university in the state that offers the training needed. I was accepted. Again, fear hit me. It's been 20 years since I was in college. I have two kids and I work full time. Just as I was about to talk myself out of going, the drive hit me again. 
So I said, screw it. Go for it. What do you have to lose? So now I am enrolled and start my first class May 31st. Never did I think I would go back to college this late in life or have a complete career change. But here I am at almost 40 and enrolling as a college sophomore. But what do I have to lose? My brother died at 31 and my sister died at 59. And we don't know how much time we have. And if we want to do something, you might as well do it, right? So shout out to me for beginning this new adventure. I was also informed that for my birthday this year, I get to meet three of my favorite podcast hosts. My husband bought me VIP tickets for the Oklahoma City show, and I can't wait. So through all the heartache this last year brought, I'm seeing light at the end of the tunnel. Good things are finally happening for me again, and I'm starting to look forward to the future. Thank you three for helping me get through this last year, and I can't wait to see y'all in July. And oh my God, Amy, yay, I can't wait to meet you. And congratulations for doing this for you. That's so difficult. And hopefully you are currently inspiring other people to take life by the horns. So much love to you, Amy, and so much love to all of you guys that wrote in today. And I really feel like there's a reason why you all wrote in in one week. It's I, I can feel it right now. I can feel the zizzle. Yes, I said it. I can feel the zizzle. I love you guys, and I hope you feel the zizzle too. I hope you have a beautiful week, and I will be back next week. You can send in your shoutouts to page7podcast at gmail.com. I love you guys. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. The legends are true. With overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.